Welcome to Hive Mind, the weekly podcast from the Beehive about the latest and greatest in pop culture. I am Meg Walter in studio with Eli McCann and Allison Borens. Yeah. Borens. Hey. We don't know her last name, but she is a part of the Beehive family. She is <laughs> the person who brings our social media to life. And for that, we are eternally grateful. Thank you. Uh, that's a better introduction than I could ever give myself. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about working for the Beehive. Um, it's intimidating because I want to give you guys um, like funny content, but I don't want to get too wild because you you seem to like have funny content. Like, um, but we're prudes. No, no, no. You're not prudes. <laughs> you're just like a lot classier and like varnished than I'm used to. Oh, that's not true. I like classy as an adjective instead of prude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not prudish. I, you guys. You can call us prudes. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Clint just barely put up a poll that was like, would you rather have good McDonald's or good sex or something? Whoa. Yeah. Which yeah. is a well, some, racy. Some of us are more prudes than others. <laughs> There's a hierarchy of prudishness at the Beehive. I'm at the very top of that. I'm a, I like get offended when we when Meg makes me watch movies with nudity. I'm like, Meg. Uh-oh. Sorry. This, <laughs> this movie that you had to watch with us. I cannot wait to talk about this movie. <laughs> But first, let's talk about what we've been watching. Uh, what have you been watching lately? Ooh, I just have been watching scary movies. Okay. Mostly, like, mm. I watched Shaun of the Dead. I guess that one's not legitimately, like, scary, but it's in the horror genre. Mm -hmm. oh. Adam's Family Values. How does, it, how does it hold up? It's so good. I yeah. love that their their little baby has, like, the little with the little mustache is named Pubert. Oh. Is that, <laughs> is that the first or second one? That's the second one. Okay. I haven't watched the first one. Where they go to camp. Yes. Adam's I love. And uh, Wednesday Adams is like wants justice for Native Americans, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Good flick. Agreed. Yeah. Um I've also been watching I started rewatching uh what what is that? Instant Hotel because oh, yeah. I listened to one of your old episodes and it reminded me of how pleasant it is. Yeah. Um and also 28 Days and I immediately texted Eli, when I heard he watched it, to be like, oh, I also, that's a sleeper hit. Is it yeah. on Netflix or something? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's good, right? Yeah. Allison it liked really it is. too. Yeah. I'll revisit. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Okay. I mean, it's sad. Sure. But, yeah. Anything else? Ooh. Just the, did I say The Bachelor out already? <laughs> you did not. I was saving that as a finale. <laughs> uh, what do you think? Um, it's. I didn't pay that close attention, so your uh, recap was especially useful for me. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff that I was like, oh, I don't know how I missed that. But um, for the most part, what I saw, Claire is very cornier than mm -hmm. anyone else I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Even though that's very hard to do, but she seems like so rehearsed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a recap of that premiere episode. It's on the Beehive now. She's a lot. This season's going to be wild. Well, it was like they're going to be here for a season, a reason, or a lifetime was like one of hmm. her sweet, sweet one-liners. One of the pill throw pillows that she quotes. Yeah. Yeah. I Eli, what have you been watching? A couple of things. First, I know I've talked about this already a little bit, but um, I'm still listening to the Office Ladies podcast. Do you listen to it at all, either of you? It's Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher rewatching The Office, and it just they just hit their first year mark. Oh wow! And this is going to go for probably about three years. And I just want to say, it is 
it is like one of the most calming things that I currently engage in because they're both very like lovely and calm. It's not, it's not a loud pod. And so if you're an office fan and I am, it's like fun to hear them kind of go over the jokes and give like a little bit of backstory on like how production happens. I also think I might have a crush on Angela Kinsey. I love her so much and I want her in more stuff. She just seems like such a sweetheart. She just, I'm not a huge fan. Why? I just, she kind of rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. Like Like her personality? Yeah. When I was listening to the first episode, I couldn't get through it. Oh, I love, I think she seems like such a sweet person. I'm sure she's a wonderful person. I like her. So Meg's wrong. And then um, I just finally, I rewatched Stranger Than Fiction the other night. Oh yeah. How does it hold up? I know that this was a movie everybody loved so much and I don't want to rain on your parade. But I had the same complaints on my rewatch about this movie that I had the first time that I saw it, which is like I I could never quite get into it to the level other people did. And my complaint is when you have a story like in a movie or a TV show that requires the audience to believe that something that is being written is is like a masterpiece, you're setting yourself up for failure. So like the premise of this movie is she's writing this masterpiece novel. But then they keep, like, sharing parts of it, and I'm like, this is crap. Like, mm-hmm. nobody would read this book. Nothing happens in it. Mm-hmm. And so, like, by the time you get to the end, spoiler alert, and they're like, he has to die so that she can finish this masterpiece. And it's like, it's a really crappy book. He actually doesn't have to die at all, like, because the book sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you think, like, when you watched it, were you like, yeah, she sounds like a terrific writer? <laughs> you know, it's been a while. I need to go back. But I believe you. But and you know what I mean, like when when movies and TV shows were like really set themselves up for failure in that yeah. way, where yeah. they're like, this person is the well, greatest like, musician and wrote the best song, and then they play it, and you're like, that's a really crappy song. It's like Mrs. Maisel, right? Where it's like this stand up is hilarious, and you're like, they, but it's not. They get away with it a little bit because you're supposed to understand that this is stand up from the 1950s, so it's not necessarily supposed to be funny to the viewer of the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. You're supposed to just see that the audience audiences that she's in front of are working. I think they get away with it a little bit, although by the time they get to the third season of that, I I can't do it anymore. But like yeah. when I watched like the first season, I was like, I don't really like this comedy, but like she's killing it with that 1950s audience and it was fine. Yeah. Are we in season three? Did we just end season three? I think three ended. Yeah, that's where I bailed. I don't think I can watch four when it comes out. Yeah. Did you watch it? I watched like the first couple episodes and I was not very into it. Yeah. Uh, so I gave up. Yeah. I know a lot of people love it. it no, it gets worse. It's oh. well, it's too bad because the first season was really fun. I loved the second season. And then the third, like as soon as it I got like halfway through the first episode and I was like, what is this anymore? Yeah, I don't want to spend time with any of these people ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Meg, what are you watching? Oh, let me tell you. I was about to ask you, I was taking a drink of water. Okay, well, I'm watching The Bachelorette also. Um, and we just finished the season four of Arrested Development, the one that Netflix recut Okay. after releasing it. We might jump into the next one. I don't know. I couldn't do five. Really? Okay. That's when I finally was just like, uh, I guess that this show's expired for me. Okay. That's good to know because a lot of people have recommended Ted, Ted Lasso on Apple TV. Oh, I started that. Okay. Is it good? It's fun. Yeah. Okay. I think that's next for yeah. me on my television journey. 
Um, I just recorded with Irene on Wednesday. I know if you didn't listen to that, we talked about how I consumed Emily in Paris <laughs> within 24 hours. It is absolute trash. I cannot wait for season two. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Emily in Paris. It's I an international crisis. Any positive thing about that? No, it's that. horrible, really? but I love it. Why is it an international crisis? Oh, they are like so rude about the French people. Oh. Like this American comes and saves the entire French fashion industry. Ooh. It's very bad. Ooh. It's very, very bad. Okay. Love it. Um, and then per Allison's suggestion, we all watched oh Sleepaway Camp. Dear Mom and Dad, I've been at a sleepaway camp for almost three weeks, and I'm getting very scared. Welcome to sleepaway camp. Someone is watching you. Hey, Baba, Reba! Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to death. Turn it! Turn the wheel! Oh my god! Sleep away, camp. You won't be coming home. Cult classic from the 80s. In a time where every child that was on screen was shouting for some reason, every kid in this movie, and it's a movie about kids, is shouting their lines. What was that? Why did every movie from that time period feature children speaking at very loud volumes? That's a great question. I haven't even thought of... There's so many things to examine, to re-examine with this oh, movie, boy. and that's not one of the okay. things I thought of. Let, let's, let's jump into it. What? Uh, okay, first of all, why this movie? Um, so one time my boyfriend turned it on and I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, this is going to be a horror movie. And then we get a few minutes in to that psycho lady talking to her two children. She's like, oh, what can I get for you? Or whatever. It's like the worst acting I've ever seen. The worst <laughs> acting I have ever seen. Or maybe yeah. she's supposed to be like so deranged that it's actually great acting. I don't know. Either way, I was just like, what is this? And then after we stopped watching, or after it was over, I feel like I stayed awake for like an hour, like researching it and being like, how is this supposed to work? Like, how, what are the logistics of this? If I, I don't want to give it away, but there's like parts in the beginning and then right at the very end that I'm like, how does this connect? How are they related? Oh my gosh. I mean, we can do spoilers. Heads up, we're going to talk spoilers. I spent the entirety of this movie thinking that woman was a drag queen. Like, and I thought that that was the partner of the guy who gets hit by the boat. I don't know where you got that from. She looks like a drag queen. Wow. She uh, she does look really masculine. I will give you that. She's she's very, like, done up, like, makeup-y and, like, costume-y. And and, like, a masculine face. I, I don't know. No shade. It's great. Yeah. I'd like a stronger chin. Like, yeah. good for her. <laughs> okay. But, like, I really thought that that's what that plot point was. There is So, just, I, I do not recommend this movie to anyone ever. Do not see this movie. And we'll get into the reasons why. But I do want everybody to go Google this 
like woman in this movie and just watch a couple of minutes of it because the, I, I don't even know when she was on screen I was like what am I watching like every line that she delivers is so like a middle school child in a play she's like hello children we must get ready to go to what is it again oh yes camp <laughs> it's like nobody else is acting like that in the movies in the movie and so like like the kid, and then the kids are responding like, "Okay, mom, let's go get in the car." And it's just like, "What is going on?" Her kid Ricky's like, "There goes mom again." Like, well, this has been your whole life. <laughs> are you okay? Do you need me to send help? So weird. It's very weird. At that point, Eli texted me and said, "Is this the correct movie?" <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Am I watching the right thing?" Because I don't want to get an hour and a half into this and come tomorrow and you guys are like, "No, that was not the movie we were supposed okay, to." Okay, so your boyfriend turned it on. You started watching. Ultimately, how did you feel about Sleepaway Camp? I would recommend it, but only because I really like horrible things. Like, I'll watch yeah, any, yeah. like, Lifetime movie. One time my friend uh, was at my house to me and my roommate, and he was like, do you guys ever watch, like, anything good? Like, <laughs> like thinking that. we just try to, like, watch every Hallmark movie. But, yeah, I really like it. Um, uh, I When, like, the part where the cook is, like, I call them baldies. Ooh. I, I was just like, I don't, oh. this is so strange. We, it's... I don't know what I'm... We should maybe get, go through the plot of this thing. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. there's a lot to unpack. So the movie starts with this family playing in a lake and a boat full of teens runs them over. Okay. Okay. Cut to eight years later. So, okay, this is important. The, the family was a father and his two children, a boy and a girl. Eight years later, we cut to this Insane mother telling her son and her son's cousin, Angela, Ricky and Angela, get all their stuff together. They're going to camp. Mm-hmm. They arrive at this camp that's apparently run by creeps and perverts. Oh, it's so disturbing. Like immediately the kids start coming in and one of the cooks is like, oh, I can't wait for the new like kiddos to come. And James Earl Jones, who's in this, who, by no, the way, no, no, his brother. No. That's not James Earl Jones. Robert, no, Robert Earl Jones. He's the father of James Earl Jones, and they had the exact ah, same voice. Father. As soon as he spoke, I was like, is this the guy from Sandlot? And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, no, but it is his dad. That's how you know James Earl Jones from Sandlot? Well, when he started talking, I kind of forgot who was in Sandlot, but when he was talking, I was like, this sounds like the voice of the guy in Sandlot. Not and then Darth I Darth Vader. Okay, thank you, Meg. I know. <laughs> He sounds like Darth Vader, I guess. I don't know. Well, Darth Vader is like got the. Sure. Anyway, all that said, the kids are coming in, and the 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 creepy cook guy is like salivating over these children. That's yeah, very upsetting. And they're like, "Oh, they're too young for you," because they're children. Yeah. And he's like, "No, you're just too old." It, it is the creep. Like it is so unsettling to watch. Like people just casually talk about. Their pedophilia, I guess. It's very weird. Wait, yeah. wait, we need to take it back a little because at the beginning when the family gets run over by the boat, one of the children dies and the father dies. Yeah. And, yeah. and a guy comes up to them beforehand and he's like, the doctor is on their way. Yeah. Um, is on is on her way. I don't know what gender the doctor is, but that'll I, that adds to my confusion about the general pl- plot later. Okay. <laughs> so when when this crazy lady is preparing her son and the cousin to go to camp, she's like, "I did your physical because I'm the doctor. 
remember yeah. something like that. Oh. And so I don't know if she's the doctor that was coming. This movie is like <laughs> when you write an essay, you like you you write an outline, right? And then you're like, okay, I'll fill this in later. This is like they realized they were starting to film the next day and they're like, crap, all we have is this outline. Let's just do what we can with yeah. it. And like it's see what happens. It's not connected. At uh-uh. all. Like, the things don't fit together the way they're supposed to fit together. Right. They, we'll get to it. But the whole plot of this movie is in the last five minutes. Yeah, yeah. 30 seconds. The last, last 30, 30 seconds. seconds of this movie. Because for, so the kids are all at camp, and then now um, suddenly there's just, like, an hour of children skinny dipping, which I don't need to see, and being mean to each other, and then somebody secretly murdering kids. Yeah, and there's a girl, Angela, Ricky's cousin, who doesn't talk except to this one boy that likes her. Yeah. And she starts talking to him, but then people who are mean to Angela are getting killed. So One after another. The cook who, like, tries to make her go in a— Tries to molest her. Tries to molest her in, like, the fridge— he gets knocked over and a huge pot of boiling water falls on him. Disturbing. It's pretty upsetting. Yeah. It's this movie's like gross. grotesque. Yeah. Like there are some gross visuals. It's the h- biggest pot of water I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything that yeah. size. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if they make pots that big, but if you're feeding a camp corn, you yeah. need a pot that big, I guess. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes up in its first person perspective and makes it so he can't like he's he's up above the pot making sure that there's enough salt. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. And they come up and make it so he falls and grabs onto it and falls and it like boils his skin. Yeah. Ugh. It's gross. Um, and yeah, obviously we said he. So sorry, I'm kind of backtracking a little Please. bit. Angela is won't eat anything at the place. And so they're like, you can go in our pantry and pick out food. And this guy who's like an un, like. He has no reservations about being a pedophile. He just walks in after and starts undoing his belt buckle. And then Ricky runs in and is like, no, don't do this. Uh, I don't remember what he said. I'm sure it was better than that. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it wasn't because it's such a bad movie. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, and so he stops it. Um, I I was talking about this to my roommate the other day. Is like in movies it's so ominous when men start to undo their pants. Like I've Mm -hmm. never seen – that very often where it's like that's this is something good coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not ever great. Yeah. So that guy's nearly dead. The owner of the camp's like, we can't let anybody know about this. Nobody can know about the cook being boiled to death. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. And then things go on kind of as normal. There's a whole scene of people playing baseball for no reason. There's no. Oh, no, it's totally like a twilight no scene. No reason. For and there them. are no rules to that baseball game. No. Like they're like catching the ball, but there's no out. And then they're like throwing it back and forth and hitting each other. It, this scene makes no sense. No sense at all. <laughs> well, one one team is like signif- seems significantly older than right. the other one. Like they seem like little. Between boys versus like twenty something men. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. <laughs> a minor league team. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gratuitous, but yeah. And then uh, some people invite Angela to go skinny dipping, and she won't go. They're mad because she won't talk to them. The kid who invites her ends up dead in a canoe. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but he did it to be mean. He was like, hey, hey you want to come out and hang with us? Let's invite the weird girl to come skinny dipping with us. So he ends up dead. He ends up dead. Uh, another guy gets attacked by bees. Sure. What did he do to Angela? I feel like he was just like in the general crowd that was bullying her. Sure. Um, he, what was it? Yeah, they were, that part where they're on the roof, they're on the roof throwing water balloons, which seems like really unsafe. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, so she's she gets hit, and then the weirdo. Okay, also another weirdo is the camp owner. He's always smoking a cigar. He's like sixty something. He's going on a date with one of the girls at the camp. Oh no, she's a counselor, and she's the worst counselor oh. of all time. She is mad at Angela because Angela doesn't talk, and so she throws her into the water. Oh, she was a counselor. This yeah. movie was so confusing. Her name was to me. Meg. <laughs> M E G Meg. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, she's bad, but she's kind of dating the old guy. It's like every turn of this movie is disgusting and mm-hmm. badly done. His name's Mel. He's like I I looked it up. He was born in like 1922, and this came out in early 80s. So oh. he was like 60, and the girl he's casually dating is supposed to be like 16 she's like are you gonna take me on that dinner that you promised yeah. oh weird yeah i sorry i feel like we're going really out of order i hope that people aren't <laughs> it doesn't like, matter that's true it is very nonsense if you're confused listening to this this is how i felt watching it i kept just kept wondering like is it just a whodunit we're just seeing murder the, after the, murder the point of view of the murder i thought was kind of cool i was like oh i like this Mm-hmm. I like that I don't know who it is and we're seeing it from their perspective. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But then, like, people just start dying without, like, a clear reason <laughs> for them yeah. dying. Yeah. Meg gets stabbed in the shower. Some campers get killed for no reason. And how did they get killed? They just, like, we just suddenly oh, saw their carcasses. Yeah, they they. I don't get why they had to die, but, I mean, I guess... Whoever the killer is was on a spree that night. Okay. Um, also, what's funny about Meg's death is how she's like taking a shower and then stands up next to the curtain and gets stabbed through the curtain in the back and like doesn't move at all. Yeah. Like it's just like <laughs> I'll just stand. And here. then they wash off the knife. Yeah. And then she's in perfect position until Mel, her old lover, comes oh, yeah. in to find her, and then she like falls through the curtain. Yeah. Yeah. The physics of that are a little confusing. <laughs> they clearly had like $4 to make this movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like 300 something thousand. So it was um, pretty, like, relatively low. Yeah. I don't know the average budget of a movie in the it's 80s. It's got to be a but... lot more than that. There's a, a policeman who you see at the beginning of the movie because everybody's dying mm-hmm. and he has a mustache. And then you see him toward the end of the movie. And. <laughs> His mustache is clearly like drawn on with <gasps> eyebrow pencil. What? Because like he's probably never been in a movie before. Nobody told him he couldn't shave his mustache. <laughs> and so for continuity's sake, they had to like draw on the mustache. Oh my gosh. Like there's just so many baffling things in this movie. At one point, Someone's like, hey, Angela, why don't you shower with us? And they're making fun of her because she won't shower with the other girls. And you're like, I guess that's something that matters, even though there's a lot in this movie that, like, (laughs) doesn't connect to anything at all. 
Then we get to the end after all these people have died or being murdered. And, like, nobody cares, by the way. Right. Like, these people keep disappearing in the camps. Like, well, I guess we'll still have our social. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, Mel, the, the owner, he thinks it's Ricky, Angela's cousin. So, to bring you back, Angela is supposed to be the main person. And then Ricky's, like, a weird kid with anger issues that's like, I'm going to protect my sister, my cousin. cousin. Yeah. And what was it? He, like... So he keeps thinking that it's Ricky and keeps doing like these weird monologues where he talks to himself and is like, I can't believe I let him get away. Like yeah. like when he finds the girl he killed in the shower, he does this super weird, like it had, I, I don't know how to even describe it. He just talks to himself and is like, I'm going to get that eyes. child. Yeah. I, I know it was him. He's mocking me. Also, Angela is in kind of a relationship with this this boy at camp and he wants to like get frisky with her and he like goes in to kiss her on the beach and there's she has like this vision which is like very like Saturday's warrior it's like blacked out and then there's like a rotating bed in the middle and Angela is watching her dad and her other dad in bed like caressing each other and this goes on for a while did i miss this scene do you not remember that I don't, yeah it was maybe i checked out <laughs> oh my gosh it was so weird <laughs> it, yeah she's watching them they're just like caressing each other lovingly in a bed and then it cuts to like her and her little brother is what we're getting and they're like caressing each other in the same way what yes it's yeah. very weird uh, there's so many theories about like what it can mean. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Yeah. So she's like, she gets, she snaps out of that vision and she like runs away. She's like, no, I can't. I'm not ready. Um, and so this boy is like, ends up making out with the bratty girl at camp, Judy. Judy. She, she blossomed and got boobs since the last summers. Her her most notable thing. Sure. She's also really mean to Angela because she's quiet and. I, I guess that bugs her for some reason. And she, what did she say to her? She's like, your carpenters love you because you're flat as, oh, <laughs> you're flat as a board and need a screw or something, oh. something like that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's fine. Judy's murdered by a curling iron eventually. Um, so all these people are dead. Angela is talking. What's his name? What's her boyfriend's name? Does he have all a name? These, Paul. Paul. All of the teenage boys in this were identical to me. I could not decipher any yeah, of the Yeah, and it's the boys. 80s, too, so yeah. they all had... Oh, my gosh, the short shorts in this movie oh were so criminally short. It, they were Speedos. <laughs> they were basically Speedos. The camp counselor... There's, like, this really buff camp counselor who's wearing dolphin shorts yeah. that are, like... He's essentially, like, naked. Yeah. They are the shortest shorts I've ever seen. Yeah. That's neither here nor there. It is a reason to watch the movie. Um, <laughs> So she's talking to Paul, and Paul's, like, very sorry that he made out with Judy. He wants to make it up to her. And so she says, meet me at the spot after the social. At this point, like, nine people have been murdered, perhaps more. The counselors are all like, oh, maybe we should do something about this. Maybe we should try and prevent future murders from Not happening. Meg. Not Meg. She was busy. She had her eyes on Mel. Yeah. And now she she's didn't care dead. about dying, so she got what was coming. Yeah, I mean, honestly, was I sad to see Meg murdered? Not really. <laughs> um, and so they're all about to break off and to go look for a murderer, the murderer that's on the loose, and they hear some singing. I just, I don't even know 
how to describe. Okay, I watched <laughs> this last part four times in a row because I just kept thinking, this is a comedy, right? This has to be a comedy. <laughs> so they walk, they walk up to find Angela caressing Paul's head. She's facing away from them, and they're both naked. Uh huh. Oh, because she she had told Paul like, let's go let's swimming. Go skinny and he said, "What about our clothes?" She's like, "Take them off." And he's like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> so they're both laying. She's sitting there, and he's lying on her lap, it, and she's singing and caressing his head. And they're both naked, and it's very weird. And they're like, "Angela," <laughs> and then all of a sudden, his head. Oh wait, wait, wait! You okay. need to go back. There's a flashback. There's a flashback. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. This is important <laughs> it, well it, it does make it yeah. like explains everything but makes everything more confusing, confusing. yeah <laughs> it's that it goes back to that uh theatrical lady who's like obviously psycho she's talking to a little kid mm-hmm. and she's like my son's gonna love coming home to a little sister which is like makes it confusing to me in like so so many ways because it's like has he never met his cousin before that day Mm-hmm. Um, Did this doctor just kidnap this kid from the hospital? Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, she's like, he'll love to come home to a little sister. Yes, a little sister. Angela. Yes, your name is Angela. You, we and already then, have a boy. We already have a boy. We'll make you a girl. So we'll make you a girl. Isn't and, that right, Peter? <laughs> and it becomes apparent that Angela was actually a little boy. And that becomes more apparent when Angela stands up and it's wait, a wait, naked wait. boy. So then we go back to the camp. And the and Peter's head fall or what's his name? I don't Paul. know. Paul's head falls off of Angela's lap and she's decapitated him. And they're all like, What? And then she <laughs> turns around and stands up and has this look on her face that is just like a horror scream look, but she's not screaming. And she's naked, but she's got a boy body. And it's like buff. It's way bigger than <laughs> it has been the whole thing. And I looked that that person whose body it was was like some college student. And I looked it up on IMDb. He's credited as Archie Liberace. What? <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that like he's not credited in the original movie, but on IMDb, that's what he shows up as. So I'm pretty sure he didn't want to talk so, to it. I, this movie, it, this could have been really interesting, right? Like hmm. gender. How does that play into your psychology? Like when you're forced to be something you're not do you become a murderer i mean like (laughs) it could have been a really interesting exploration of mental health had they not just like brought it up in the last 30 seconds of this movie it was really it really like this movie could have been like five minutes cut out the murders and you've got like an interesting discussion right it like ends with all the camp people being like she's a boy yeah. And, then and then that's it, and it's like, why did we do this? It was a still it was a still of that screaming face, and then they play like this very moody 80s rock band yeah. over it, and you're like, what is happening? What is this movie? And apparently it did really well. What? Yeah. People it, loved this movie. Like it was a critical success? Well, no, but oh, like okay. fans. Okay. Oh. oh wait, we forgot to mention that Mel the the owner tried almost murdered Ricky. Like he starts Fake beating him like in a way like an ape yeah. would like bang mm-hmm. the ground or something. That's and so Ricky's beaten up and then the cops pick him up. I guess it's not that big of a deal, but at the watching it, it was, it was quite a thing. Yeah. Quite quite an ordeal. I just this, can anyone make a movie? This movie could not be made today. No, there is a lot of like thirteen year old nudity in it. 
which is very weird. It is weird. And also, remember Silence of the Lambs? That was like a huge problem with the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. because it was like anyone who's transgender is a pervert murderer is like no that's that how did this movie fly under the radar like this is so problematic it was 1983 i just that yeah that's fair they're just like (laughs) yeah that makes sense that if somebody dressed up not like their gender that they would probably be crazy that makes perfect sense well she to her credit or yeah it is a she because she's transformed Sorry, um, but the lady made her like she. But also, if the no, lady no, I think was a... you would say it's a he. I the thing is, we don't know whether this Angela character, which she considers to be. herself to be a girl, or is she just like I am being paraded around as something that I'm not, which I think is the implication, and that's why she went crazy. He went crazy. I don't know. It's very confusing. I'm sure that the filmmakers didn't give it much thought. <laughs> Well, the, also a question I have is, so that kid Ricky has been going for several summers, and why didn't Angela get to go, like, for the past? Because she's been living with them, presumably, for a while, because that lady meets the little boy and mm. is like, you're my little girl now. Also, what happened to her other dad? I don't—I were they supposed to be—I thought that, like, the doctor was supposed to be, like, the lover's wife or something when he's like, the doctor's coming. But what? I don't know. See, there's so many ways it could go. So, uh, what? How? Why? This movie does not make sense. It doesn't, but, <laughs> like, also, um, some of the deaths seem kind of logistically impossible. Like, the kid... Okay, can you swear on this podcast? Not the F word. Okay, so <laughs> there's a guy who goes, I need to take a wicked shit. And then oh, yeah. he goes, and, and I just really like that that's his, like, big... Uh, his big moment in the movie is him saying that, I feel at least. But so he goes to, and he's in a stall and he's going to the bathroom mm-hmm. and somebody <laughs> breaks the screen behind him and puts a, a beehive in. And those We're bees are beehive. out to get him. Oh, we should have led with that. Yeah. The beehive, yeah. Yeah, so she puts the bees in and then... Murder hornets, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, no, I don't know. I just, it's so weird. Like, as soon as she puts, like, the beehive through the window, all the bees are like, let's kill him. Yeah, which that is was not a weird thing to that, me. Yeah. Do bees do that? No. Or are bees like, human, attack? <laughs> I totally believed you. I was like, maybe we, uh, Eli looked it up and was I like... I mean, but, like, then I thought about hornets. my girl, right? Like, Well, that's because he disturbs them, and then he's... I don't know. But he also doesn't get, like... And he's allergic. A million bees. He just, like, gets enough because he's, like, messing with the bees. Yeah. Is this is this in My Girl or in... My Girl. My Girl. Okay. First one. Maca- <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. Spoiler I, I, alert. Very sad. Yeah. I haven't watched it. I know that he dies for We weeks. need to review that movie. I don't know if I can. It's so good. I just rewatched it's, it. It is good. It's very sad. Anyway, we got to wrap up. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess thank you for choosing this. Yeah. You're welcome. I also recommended it to Steven, and I don't know if he liked it. He was just like, He liked it. You know, he liked it. Um, The way he phrased it is when people are working on clearly no budget, I give them a lot more credit, which I think is... Generous. Yeah. I don't give it as much credit as he does. I will say that final image did freak me out. Like, the look on her face did upset me. That was the only time the whole movie I felt anything <laughs> close to fear. But that last image, I was like, oh, that's upsetting. 
there's a million things I would have done differently where I in charge of this movie, but people responded to it. It could have made sense if you had been in charge, which I don't know if people would have been into that mm-hmm. as much. I just feel like horror has come so far, and there's really interesting horror movies now, and to watch this and be like, you put almost no thought into this. I think for a long time, there it, it, people, filmmakers maybe didn't feel like they needed to be all that thoughtful. Yeah. Like, the horror film didn't need to, like, make any larger point for a long time. And now I do feel like people are seeing that very differently. Yeah. Which I, after seeing this, I'm like, I think that's probably for the best. <laughs> I uh, I don't need many more. There are sequels to this. Or have you seen Many. No. I, I don't know if I want to. It could, like, ruin it. Because I know that one of them, Judy, comes back after she's been martyred. But that's <laughs> the only thing I know. Now I want to watch but, that. So Halloween came out in like 1978 and was like a hundred thousand dollar budget or something. Do you feel like that one is like leaps and bounds better? You know, I've never seen Halloween. I haven't seen it either. Okay, I was opening it up for a deep discussion, but sorry. What do you think? I do think it's better, but I don't know that some like it doesn't make that much more sense. Hmm. But maybe I haven't watched Halloween since like 2018, so maybe Hmm. I'm forgetting. Maybe we should revisit that. Yeah, I'd watch that. Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, and it has a, a very famous score. Yeah. Yeah. I just, the yelling of the kids in this, I think, is when I was like, you're all talking so loudly. Because it's a middle school play. That's true. <laughs> anyway, we got to go. Allison, thank you so much for being here with us. Um, thank you to those who have left ratings and reviews. Please continue to do so. It means a lot, and it helps the podcast. Mm. We'll be back next week talking about the new Witches movie available on HBO Max. So we will see you then. Bye.